Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Birch Sheet Metal. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. We got an awesome football podcast here for you that we're about to start up. Uh, we're going to go through some some season predictions, and then we're going to wrap this episode up with interviews from DeAndre Square, Marquan McCall, and John Sumrall. Really fun stuff from Square and McCall talking about the Michigan pipeline and uh, some of the fun they had at the pool day yesterday. Uh, but Kyle, uh, you know, we're... We're about a week away. <laughs> you know, many people will be listening to this on Friday or Saturday, so a week before college football starts in the bluegrass. So I figured we'd just kind of talk about some some of the main guys and what the expectations are this season and, and what we think will happen from them. Um, you know, the obviously, the most important position on the field for football is the quarterback. What are your kind of thoughts and expectations for Terry Wilson this year? Uh, I mean, I think he's going to take a step forward. Some of that, I think, depends on the wide receivers, obviously. And we've talked a little bit about that. And Wide receivers slash tight ends, can they have somebody else emerge besides Lynn Bowden? So it's not all on him. I could see him being better and not taking the jump. We think he will statistically because, you know, those guys don't get better. But I do think – I think there will be enough targets – uh, that he takes a step forward last year through for just shy of 1,900 yards, uh, 11 touchdowns, eight picks, ran for 547 yards and four touchdowns, almost four yards a carry, was very dynamic there. I think the underrated thing about him, th- completed 67% of his passes um, a year ago. Uh, that's an encouraging number. And so – you know, if I'm like kind of ballparking it, I think what's reasonable for Terry Wilson is, let's say, 2,500 passing yards and you know another another 500 yard type rushing season. I don't think, I think because of how important he is to the team this year, uh, you don't want to, and because you think you have some running backs, I don't think you want to run him a ton, you know, on purpose. I think there's going to be plenty of times where he's got a, a run-pass option and also uh, a lot of times where he just makes something out of nothing. Uh, and so he's running in those scenarios. But I don't think – I think if Terry Wilson, if they wanted it to try and he stayed healthy, he could easily rush for 1,000 yards is, I guess, what I'm saying. But I don't think he will because I don't think they want him to. Um, so, you know, I'm thinking 2,500 passing, 500 rushing. That's a 3,000-yard season. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he gets a little closer to the 20-touchdown range passing and, you know, ups his total a little bit rushing, maybe five or six. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know that he's going to light the world on fire, but I think he's going to be a very good quarterback in the SEC if he does stay healthy. What about you mentioned Lynn Bowden uh, last season? He had 745 receiving yards. Do you think he'll be a thousand yard receiver this year? I do. Uh, again, the, uh, the caveat always with all these is going to be if they stay healthy. But, you know, in his career now, he's just shy of a thousand yards already. Uh, he's got 210 plus 745, 955 career receiving yards on 
67 and 17 is 84 catches. Um, you know, I could see him putting up basically a total like that for the year. You know, uh, mm-hmm. what he's done to, to date. I could, you know, an 80, 85 catch season, nine or 900 or 1,000 yards, you know, 10 touchdowns. The thing that I, the thing though that I'm interested in, it, a little bit interested in the Wildcat thing, I, I've explained why I think it's a little silly to use him much in that because you, when your quarterback is a dual threat, I don't really understand putting a wide receiver in that role. Um, but, so a little intrigued by the Wildcat, but not greatly. But I, I'm very intrigued by Lynn Bowden as a return man this year um, because they were hesitant. I mean, he returned a, a ton of kickoffs, 37 kickoffs for almost 900 yards, and did pretty well with that. But they were hesitant with him on punt returns in part because he had a couple, uh, I think, scary situations, and they had a sure-handed guy back there. Uh, actually, I was looking at 2017 stats for him, but he's returned a bunch of kicks in his career. Um Punts, though, he only had five punt returns, but took two of them to the house. And they were – both of those were game changers. I mean, he got them – they had no hope, no life at Missouri. And he returns that punt, and all of a sudden they're right back in it, and they go down and win it on the last play of the game. And then totally sets the tone with the punt return touchdown in the bowl game against Penn State. So um, I think he'll be a monster factor in the offense, but I think he could be – a kind of a game breaker in the return game if, if he's the full-time punt return man because he's just so slippery and in that scenario where you've got this guy who you love getting it to you know, on short passes in space and let him make guys miss well it's total chaos on returns and so a guy like him can slip free and then he's gone um i think that's why he's so good at it so I, i'm really curious to see what he does there as well yeah, and uh, you know, to your point about the the returns, you know, just watching him in those the practices that we got to see, he does seem completely comfortable. Last year in those practices, he was he dropped a couple of the the punts and kicks, and this year it was it was very routine. So he's put in the time and effort. It seems like in ensuring up uh, that aspect of the game, and you know, as we talked about a ton, Mark Stoops. Uh, possession of the ball and and stopping turnovers is so important to him where he kind of does have that defensive mindset and he doesn't want to give the other team easier opportunities than he needs to and that risk reward is now going to swing towards the reward being more likely with Bowden if he becomes more sure-handed. Let's stick with uh, the offensive side of the ball. A.J. Rose do you think he'll have a thousand yard rushing? Last year he got four hundred and forty two yards rushing, um, backing up Benny Snell. Obviously, uh, do you do you expect him to get uh, another thousand yard rusher for UK football? I'm going to say no, but not not because I don't think he's good enough to, uh, and it, won't, it certainly won't surprise me if he does. I'm going to say no for a couple reasons. One, I think he's more of a dual threat running back than Snell. Um, and really even Boom Williams, um, you know, going back further, um, I, I think he can and will catch the ball a fair amount. Um, and so I think he's, he's a guy who's, I think he, I will say, I think he goes over a thousand total yards, uh, all purpose yards, but I think he rushes in the eight or 900 yard range. And I think he's got 25 or 30 catches for a couple hundred, you know, two, 300 yards. Um, Last year, it's uh, 71 rushes for 442 yards, average 6.2 a carry. Really impressive, backing up Benny Snell, five touchdowns, and then he had eight catches for 82 yards, over over 10 yards a catch, uh, and a touchdown. So, I, you know, I think that's an area they're going to use him. 
Um, and then the other reason, besides the fact that I think he's not just going to be a line it up and pound the ball with him uh, guy, is because there are other there are other backs that I think they're really excited about and they want to get some carries to. Um, you know, I think you're going to see Smoke and Christopher Rodriguez, and then you know we we've talked some about the the freshman who's a total burner, Tisdale. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think it sort of remains to be seen if they make room for him, but I, I definitely think Smoke and Rodriguez, in the limited time we saw them last year, they look like guys who deserve to be on the field, and I think they will too. So um, no to a 1,000 yards rushing for Rose, but not because he won't have had a really good year. Makes a ton of sense, yeah, and I think his pass-catching ability is something that's legit, like the real deal, and something that Terry Wilson has also uh, spoke about him wanting to utilize a ton this season. Uh, Let's take a quick break and switch to the defensive side of the ball and then get Kyle's prediction on how the season will play out for U.K. football. But before that, let me tell you guys about Birch Sheet Metal. If you are looking for metal roofing or siding for a residential or agricultural project, go direct to where it's made. That's Birch Sheet Metal. They've got classic rib panels cut to order with a 40-year warranty in 15 colors plus galvalume and economy grade with all the trim and accessories to match. You can give them a call at 859-485-1928 or check out birchsheetmetal.com. That's B-U-R-C-H sheetmetal.com. They've also got bubble insulation, permafelt, sliding door tracks, and aluminum frame rails. Birch Sheet Metal is located in Walton, Kentucky. You can give them a call at 859-485-1928 or check out birchsheetmetal.com. Don't pay lumberyard prices for metal. Go direct to where it's made. That's at Burt Sheet Metal. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Who do you got leading the team in sacks? I guess the most likely candidate are Jamar Boogie Watson and Josh Paschal. Uh, do, do you pick one of them, or do you do you have a dark horse, Kyle? Uh, is it not Josh Allen? <laughs> as, as we're recording this, he has apparently just absolutely laid waste to the Miami Dolphins in this NFL preseason game tonight. Uh, don't know if you've been watching that uh, or seen any of the clips, but he was a, a wrecking ball. My dad is a Titans fan. They're not playing the Titans, but they're in their division. And my dad texted me to say, uh, I'm afraid Josh Allen is going to end Marcus Mariota's career. Um and he is all the rage. He's trending. I think he is now number one trending in the United States, Josh Allen, uh, according to my Twitter. That's pretty impressive. Uh, and if you go to that trend and the videos, uh, a bunch of NFL writers are just uh, kind of going crazy. One of them says, Josh Allen is going to be such a star in the NFL. Josh Allen cannot be stopped. Uh, Joe Buck on the broadcast said every time you look the rookie Josh Allen is in Ryan Fitzpatrick's pace face I cannot believe six teams passed on this guy um so as you asked me that question I think it underscores just what a tall tall task it is for whoever is going to lead Kentucky in sacks this year to replace the all-time sacks leader and a guy who looks like he's already on his way to becoming an NFL star um 
And and with that, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I, what's your prediction on who's going to lead? That was the most Kyle Tucker thing ever. Rambling on a question, like just talking about something I didn't even ask you about, and you then asked not- me about who's going to lead him in sacks. So I think that's inappropriate <laughs> to talk about Josh Allen, who had seventeen of them last year. I mean, I'll say Boogie Watson. Boogie uh, Watson. That's he was a- second on. He was second on the team last year. He had five, and he's going to step into that role. Um, He'll be on the opposite side, but I think that that's the correct answer. I think that he he's he's ready to take a kind of a step forward, and I mean it's no knock on Pascal, but coming back from what he's coming back from, uh, that's that's a it's a tough ass to get you know all the way back right at the start of the season, and I think Watson's ready to go from the jump. Um, and today when we were talking to Brad White, Brad White basically said that he's comfortable with three outside linebackers, um, and he's going to have Jordan Wright backing up both sides, so. Watson's going to get a ton of time on the field, and I think he's going to be able to get after the quarterback a bunch. You know, as as most of you know, the three four isn't super conducive from like defensive linemen getting a ton of sacks, so it's going to come from that outside linebacker position. And I think Watson's the guy that's going to step up and not obviously get as many sacks as Josh Allen, but he's going to get a bunch this year and have a super successful season. So finally, Kyle, before we get to some football interviews, what is your prediction for this season for UK football? One thing I was going to look at real quick, I was trying to see, you know, what did Josh Allen do in his first two years at Kentucky? Boogie Boogie Watson had seven sacks in his first two years. Uh, You know, obviously Josh Allen. So, yeah, Josh Allen had seven and a half sacks in his first two years at Kentucky, if you want a a point of reference. So they were right about on the same spot coming coming into year three. Um, In terms of record prediction, Again, we've talked about this a, a, a good bit in terms of you know how far are they going to fall? Is it going to be a big drop off? I just think the schedule sets up so well for them that they're not going to fall very far. I mean, there it would it would be a pretty big upset if they don't go four and zero in the non conference. Uh, Toledo, I mean, I think Toledo will be a challenge. I, I think they're picked to win, if not the whole MAC, certainly their division of the MAC. Um, they have Kentucky's former running back, or one of them, Bryant Kobach, who had almost a thousand yards last year as a redshirt freshman. Uh, but you got to beat Toledo at home if you're Kentucky. So you got Toledo, Eastern Michigan. Um, who else do they have? I know they have Louisville. Oh, UT Martin. The, the back end of the schedule is the, the first two are, are gimmies should be, and the last two, uh, UT Martin and, and Louisville uh, at home. So all four of those games at home. That's four. Arkansas, which they just announced today, is going to be the Jared Lorenzen game, which is really cool. Everybody knows the, the crazy, what, seven overtime yeah, yeah. game where Kentucky was down. He looked into the camera and said people were leaving. He said, you're going to miss a hell of a game, and they did. Um, that that Arkansas game, it's a home game. It's the game they trade. Last year they have to play at Texas A&M for their cross-divisional uh, game. This year it's home against Form the two and ten Arkansas from a year ago, that's five wins. Um, so they're they're getting to a bowl game. If they don't, if they can't win another game to get to a bowl game, then they really haven't built anything here. And I think they have. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say eight and four. Um, I think seven and five might be more likely if, uh, because of my uh, doubts about the secondary being totally rebuilt. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna believe in the way they've recruited at so many other positions. Um, 
and because they've built themselves the way an SEC team should, and, and from the line, the lines out, both both the offensive and defensive lines should be very good. That I think they get to, I think they get to eight. Uh, I, that's the number that's been uh, jumping around in my head as well. So that's I, I completely agree with you there, Kyle. And I think that the schedule, as we've been talking about a lot, is something that people aren't factoring in enough. Um, that it is just so conducive to winning, and the talent that's been stacked up at UK, I think, is going to be able to to get some wins um, where people might not exactly expect them when they're doing their preseason predictions. So, all right, that's going to do it. Um, talking to Kyle and doing these predictions, we're going to jump right now into an interview with UK linebacker DeAndre Square. Do you kind of feel like a, a, a trendsetter coming, you know, from Michigan here to UK? I kind of feel like a, a pioneer, I would say. You know, one of the one of the first guys, me and Marquand, you know, is setting setting the trend for other guys, other big play, uh, playmakers in Michigan. What? How, was there any kind of you know moment where? And I don't mean to sound this to sound wrong, but you know where it made it okay to come to UK, if that makes sense. You know, we're like, yeah, yeah you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I don't understand talking about because at first I really wasn't considering it, but um, Clink was he just was on me, on me, like come just come visit, come visit, and I actually gave it a chance and gave it a try to come visit and. I was like, well, this actually might be the place for me, and I loved it. What on the visit kind of opened your eyes the most? I mean, I'm, I'm sure, you know, the relationship with Coach Klingscale and then Coach Mayer and all those guys that ended up recruiting you, but when you got here, what about this place made it like, yeah, I want to come down? Was, most of it was really coaches, but when I, like, walked around campus and, like, was just, just here, I feel like this place is, like, it resembles, like, me as a person. Like, it's not too, like – loud not too quiet just right in the middle not the biggest university but not the smallest right in the middle just a quiet dude like the underdog really i've always been underdog my whole life so i felt like it was perfect it was just too perfect are you still guys i mean you win 10 games last year you you go to the new year new year's day bowl beat powerhouse penn state but this year you're still that underdog do you got are you guys embracing that i mean yeah we're embracing that we're not letting it get to us i mean we're not we're not worried about what the next areas and everybody else on the outside were say i mean we just worry about what's going on in here, the family that we have, and we just worry about getting better. You are now being coached by Coach Summerall. <laughs> what's it like him day to day? I mean, it seems like he just eats, breathes, and sleeps football. Summerall, he's a high energy, juice type of guy. I mean, he's smart too. I mean, he he helps us with our fits and everything. It's he's, he's been great so far. I love it. What is is there anything kind of specific you can point to that he's he's helped improve most this year? Um, he's helped improve like my eyes and like just a little bit of my IQ, just my overall game. Like helping be an all around player. Where where else is there any other places that you've improved this? season that you think going into this year from last year my body <laughs> i feel like i improved my body like major i feel like that was probably one of the biggest things i had to do to um get to where i want to be today now when, I, when you say that you mean you, you put on some weight and those kind of and how this is i mean this is kind of obvious to a certain extent but how does that help on the field Man, you know, you're dealing, as you see, you're dealing with real football. You're dealing with them big, big guys. So, I mean, I need, I need the way to be durable for a 14-game season. Your running mate there, Cash, what's it like playing with him every day? It's, it's the best. I mean, like, we both, we both, I feel like we both high-intelligent guys, and we both physical. We both, we lie at times. We just 
two peas in the pot. But you wouldn't think that when you look at us. But I mean, this, I feel like it's a perfect match. I mean, I feel like it's a great duo. Is there anything off the field where you just kind of shake your head at him? <laughs> I mean, he, he, his rep, you know, being the the country guy. Sometimes, sometimes his music can be a little off. I mean, I love music and I love all kinds of music, but you know, sometimes you catch him singing. I'm like, ah, I never heard this song before. But mm. is there any song or artist that he's kind of opened your eyes to? Uh, not yet. I mean, I really don't. I don't ask him what music he listens to. I just let him do his thing. I just be like, all right. How excited are you? Uh, you're starting prep for week one, Toledo. How excited are you to step on that field for the first time this season? I'm real excited. I mean, I feel like we have a lot of stuff to showcase. You know? We're just a bunch of hungry, hungry athletes. I mean, we excited. And then I'll, I'll ask, finally, you mentioned Marquand. You guys had the pool day yesterday. <laughs> the video of him doing backflips, he's ridiculous to be I think, that. I think he needs to be in the Olympics. I mean, I was, I was pretty good. I, 10 out of 10, whatever. The highest score you can give him, I'll give him the highest score. That was perfect. Did you know that, you know, he is that kind of agile and athletic to be able to do flips off the diving board? In mean, high school, I knew. I played against him in high school. I knew he was, he was pretty athletic and I was pretty agile, but I didn't think he could do that. I mean, he scared me at first. Was there a little worry? <laughs> a little worry. I seen him going backwards. I was like, uh, Quan, scare me. Great stuff from DeAndre Square. They're expecting big things from him on the field this season. Coming up next, we're going to continue to talk to some Michigan guys. Mark Juan McCall is going to be talking those flips that Square just mentioned right after this break. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Talking to DeAndre earlier, and you guys kind of are paving a way, you know, from Michigan to UK. How cool is that to see that that pipeline's continuing? Man, it's, it's wonderful just to see that you know kids making it, and you know where we come from is either you you make it or you don't. So for us to get the kids to come here and play with us, it, it's a blessing, you know. It's a blessing. Was there any you know moment or thing that you can kind of point to where it was like you know you you think about Kentucky one way and then you know you get here you talk to somebody like oh no this is this is where I want to be. Um, you know, since they've been recruiting me, they've always been loyal. They tell me you know the real things and not just what I want to hear. You know, that's just been since I've been recruiting. They always told me everything that's good and not you know just not. All lies, basically. I don't want to say it, but just not all lies. So I feel like they just been loyal through the whole recruiting process, and still even now. So I, I got to give everything to them. And, and along with that honesty, I mean, you know, you obviously want to get on the field, but there's a ton of dudes that also are, are talented in your position. How, how have you been able to work through that with the depth chart? And you um, know, just. I just grind, man. I don't even think about who's in front of me or who's behind me. I just, whatever coach want to do, if he trusts me, he go play me. So I leave that up with him. Where, is it, where do you think you've improved the most this offseason? Mm, just my hands and my, my more power. Because, like, usually I wouldn't use my hands as much, but now I'm starting to use my hands and getting more physical. And then finally for me, the pool day yesterday. Yeah. How many people did you surprise with those backflips, man? Man, they didn't know I could flip. I tell them only because I'm I got a belly. That don't mean I'm you know I'm I'm really skinny at heart. <laughs> like it was fun though. Did any of the coaches or your teammates be like, whoa, whoa, man, what are you doing? Yeah, they were like, uh, I'm gonna hit my head on the diving board and all that. So I had to show them like this is what I do. Before I got so heavy, I used to know how to flip. So, is uh, DeAndre said that he thinks you ought to enter in the Olympics? I mean, you know, is are you going to go over to swimming and diving at any point this year? No, he's just talking. <laughs> he's just talking, man. But no, it, it was good. You know, I like I like to swim. I wish you all could have seen the smile 
uh, that was on uh, McCall's face when I was asking about those flips. It's a, it was a great video. I suggest if you hadn't yet, go check it out on UK Football's Twitter account. To wrap up this edition of the show, let's hear from UK Inside Linebackers coach John Summerall. Wrapping up this first camp, I mean, how was how was the experience for you coming back, you know, to your alma mater? It's been really good. You know, um, obviously, um, exciting opportunity for me to be here and be a part of what Coach Stoops is doing. And got a lot of respect for how he runs things, and he's, he does a really good job of, you know, we get our work in. The players work really hard and um, and compete every day and and know how to take care of the team and keep them keep them going. And um, working for Coach White's been awesome. Just really enjoying the process of helping this defense get better. What's uh, your position group? How, how are they fair? I think Coach Stoops said the other day he feels comfortable with four different guys running there. I guess Cash and DeAndre the one. What about the backups and how do you think you guys will fare? Yeah, we, we, we need all four guys to be ready to go um, because in this league at that position you're going to have some some physical stuff go on and uh, so Cash, Square, Oates, and Jamin all have to be ready for their number to be called. Um, everybody's rotation will look different. Nobody's going to be the exact same. No two guys in that group, but just need to have depth so that all those guys can sustain and play with longevity throughout the year. Um, and iron sharpens iron is one man sharpens another, so that competition, that room is really helping each guy get better. Um, and those guys are all it's a really close-knit group. You know, it's not a, not a big group by number, but the guys are really in that room are really close and really tight and I think do a good job of pushing each other. You know, you talked early on about seeing a little bit of yourself in cash and, you know, has anything surprised you maybe from a leadership standpoint or on the field that he's done since you've gotten to see him more and more? You know, he's just he's, he's so passionate and so knowledgeable and it, and it means so much to him. Um, and he's a competitive guy, hates to lose in every, any situation. Um, so nothing really different, but the same just steady, consistent, daily hunger to be the best he can be. And, and you know, and the challenge for a guy like that is just make sure you play within yourself and, um, and good things happen for you. And so, but he's very, very eager to be the best he can be and for our team to be the best he, they can be. And, um, and, and Cash is, you know, he's, he's a perfect role model for what uh, love and football looks like. I mean, he's very passionate about the game about the University of Kentucky football program. So he's fun to be around in that regard and just want him to continue to grow and worry about one step at a time, what's right in front of him. The secondary is obviously inexperienced, and I'm always wondering how position groups can kind of help, you know, a a young position group along. So how can the inside linebackers kind of help the secondary maybe, you know, get their legs underneath them early on? Yeah, just by um, encouraging them, being confident. And we know those guys are good players. We got guys that are going to step up and they're going to play really, really well for us. We got no doubt about that. And uh, making sure those guys know that, you know, we're going to do our job and um, and, and they're going to do theirs. And we're, we're all in this thing together. Nope, there's going to be, you know, everybody's going to have good plays and bad plays. And uh, But at the end of the day, we've got an extreme confidence in that group. I mean, our, our guys in the middle of our defense, we don't look back and think, oh, gosh, you know, what's going on? We look back and think, all right, let's go. Those guys are ready to go. It's their time. And and, I, and we, we're confident they're going to step up and, 
you know, our coaching staff's done a really good job. Clink and Coach Stoops and those guys have, and Hoodie have getting those, those guys ready to go, and, and no doubt they'll be ready. On the flip side of that, how much easier is it for your guys, knowing those big dudes up front? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, those guys are your best friend when you're an inside backer. If you got big guys that can control the A-gap um, and B-gap for you. Uh, so that's very nice. Um, and just, you know, relying on those guys doing their job and we do our jobs, it all fits together. But that's that's a big bonus to have guys like you and those guys in front of you. It makes, makes your job a lot easier. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to Birch Sheet Metal for sponsoring this edition of the program. Please follow us on social media. We are at LockedOnUK on both Twitter and Instagram. You can find Kyle on Twitter at KyleTucker underscore ATH and read his work on The Athletic. I am at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Please subscribe to this podcast and then share it with somebody else who would enjoy. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Yo. Howdy, howdy. What's up?